Illumination Tuesday, June the 22nd, in the year of our Lord 2021. The hymn we're going to be looking at is In the Very Midst of Life. by Martin Luther. The origin is a Latin antiphon consisting of only one stanza, but it is unknown who wrote that Latin antiphon. Martin Luther, based in the very midst of life, on this wonderful antiphon, and he said that he altered the text so that it was no longer a desperate cry uttered in mortal danger, but instead a petition for help and assurance of grace and a confession of God's goodness. It is a hymn for this proper four and also for Trinity 24. So, We're going to be taking a look at that in the very midst of life. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me is Mark Smith. How are you doing, Mark? Hey, Tom, I'm doing just great on this beautiful, beautiful summer day. How are you doing? Oh, I didn't notice it was a beautiful day. Have you been outside? Yes. I walked this morning, as I do almost every morning. Yeah, it was a beautiful morning. 
Yeah, I sleep every morning as I usually do every morning. Well, that's nice, too. <laughs> so last night I was sleeping. It was thundering and lightning, and that was fine with me. I'm inside. But Did it thunder and lightning last night? Oh, sure. I didn't hear it. Yeah, of course. It could also be the fireworks that they're putting off early in uh, the year. That could be, yes. But, boy, there was a rainstorm a few days ago. It was oh, yeah. horrible. Yes. We needed the rain, though. Yeah, I was at the offices that I rent out where we publish items, and we could not get out the door. It was that wet. Yeah. Going to get to the car without being soaked. But right. that's in the very midst of life. And Luther has something to say about that. Would you be willing to read the first stanza? I sure will. In the very midst of life, snares of death surround us. Who shall help us in the strife, lest the foe confound us? Thou only, Lord, thou only. We mourn that we have greatly erred, that our sins thy wrath have stirred. Holy and righteous God, holy and mighty God, holy and all-merciful Savior, eternal Lord God, save us lest we perish in the bitter pangs of death. Have mercy, O Lord. So, what he's really preaching there is the law. In the very midst of life, snares of death surround us. What what are snares of death? Uh, pitfalls, uh, snares, um, traps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, there's he, always there's there's innumerable dangers surrounding us every day. We go go out on the highway, and uh, every time if we're going on a two way road highway, uh, I'm I'm told that every time somebody passes coming by in the other way, we come within eight feet of death. Well, the highways I'm on in Illinois every week within four feet. Yeah, right. Because of the big 18-wheelers. Oh, boy. No kidding. Now, that's interesting you mentioned that because I haven't told you this, but uh, last Sunday when we were going to church... Uh, we were about, oh, 120 miles into our trip. We were around four miles away from Beardstown. Yeah. And it was a two-lane road, and I saw this car coming. I even mentioned to Louise, is he ever traveling fast? And he went to our side, oh, at about 90 to 100 miles an hour. Oh, man. And I was watching in the rear view, and right after he left us, he lost control, swerved into our lane that we had just gone by, yeah. swerved back into the other lane, then back into our lane, and then he flipped over twice. Oh, my goodness. Good so we stopped and phoned 911, and uh, the police did arrive there. Uh, miraculously, he was able to walk away from the accident. He was unhurt. Boy, sounds terrible. Yes. 
But that's something but I always good remember. Thing you stopped. Good thing that you stopped and called the police. Well, I always remember when I leave the church, they say, be safe, drive safely. And I never worry about me driving safely. I'm always worried about those other drivers. Right. Because we're driving at 3 in the morning, 3.30 in the morning, and who knows who's alcoholic or drunk or whatever. Bet. You bet. Any, anything can happen. So or a deer. That's a good deer example. You... Pardon? A deer crossing the road could, could kill you, too. Um, we've had seven incidents of that. The first one... I'm almost sure the deer was just crossing when I went by, and I'm almost sure the car hit his nose. But uh, we've gone past a number of deer lying in the road that are dead because they were hit by some kind of vehicle. So that's something I'm always watching because we're driving when the sun is coming up, and that's the time they like to cross the road Hmm. for some reason. Right. In fact, in a recent trip, I counted the animals in the road that had been hit. There were seven of them. And I'm not talking deer. I'm talking raccoons and this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So isn't there a item you can put on your car that makes a sound that scares away deer? Have you ever uh, heard you- that? They usually have a horn. <laughs> yeah, there they just think it's one of their friends. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Our horns aren't that loud, but you're you're correct. And the second line really says, snares of death surround us. Who shall help us lest the foe confound us? So how are people confounded by the snares of death? Uh, I would say, let's see, confound, uh, confused, uh, despair. Right. Why? Well, people people are just, you know, that's part of our old Adam. We're just, even though we be Christians, we're still afraid of death. Because we think that our sins are going to be counted against us. Yeah, and it's the unknown. You know, we don't we don't have first-hand experience at death itself, so... You know, naturally, it's something. It's going to be something new to us, and we're afraid of the unknown. Well, it's even known, because in the next part of the stanza, we mourn that we have greatly erred, that our sins thy wrath have stirred. Yes. So, God is in wrath against sin. When Jesus came to earth, his main goal was to to defeat the work of the devil. And the devil is pretty tricky in getting us confused, thinking that we are not going to be saved, because in every other area of life, work, school, relationships, you get ahead by how good you are. Right. Right. So we just assume that's going to be true in heaven. Yeah. But it's not. No. It's pure grace. Purely by the grace of God we're saved. Yeah, the program before us had an interesting little story. A king gave a wonderful gift to one of his subjects. 
and the subject said, I don't deserve to receive such a great gift. Yes. And the king said, but I deserve to give it to you. That's right. And then he made the point that that's exactly how the God of all mercies, God the Father, deals with us through Jesus Christ. We do not deserve the gift of the forgiveness of sins, but God, because of what Jesus Christ has done, gives it to us, since as the hymn says, he is holy and all-merciful. Right. Should I ask you what mercy means? We get mercy. When we have mercy, God has mercy on us. Uh, We don't get what we deserve. Excellent. And what's grace? Grace is getting what we don't getting what we don't deserve yes so we have a merciful and gracious god we know of no other religion that even comes close to christianity that's right it's it's the it's and it's because it's the only god given religion yes well said in other words it has God's word behind it. Eternal Lord God, save us lest we perish in the bitter pangs of death. And so, how do we stop from perishing? What does God give us? He gives us his righteousness, his forgiveness. Yes. Tom? Tom, what what do you think, is there any background to this hymn by Luther? I mean, was he, you know, a lot of times uh, things would get him down. And you know the, you know how the devil would assail him at uh, various times in his life. Do you have any background material as to what moved him to uh, to write this hymn? It's, it's almost like he's in the throes uh, or, or threatened by the snares of death himself. You know what I mean? Um well, you know, he, he always it. was. Yeah. Uh, remember, in the very midst of life, what was he doing? He was lying on beds that were really hard to lie on. He was beating himself. He was giving a confession of sins that lasted for a long time because he really felt that in the midst of life, he was having the snares of death surround him. So and, and for a while, you know, he had a he had a price put on his head too. Oh my, that's why we got the Bible translated into German because in the Wartburg Castle to which he fled after the Pope put a bull of excommunication on him, which meant that anyone could kill Luther and would not be prosecuted for it. It was open season on Luther, yeah. Exactly. Or right. you know I'll you wonder you know he he remember that the, the the sad time when he lost his little his little daughter Magdalena and uh, you know maybe maybe this would bring the snares of death to the fore for him I don't know but it's it's like he's really uh, it, it's it's like like he's really oh I don't know uh, death seems to be so real to him uh, when he writes this hymn. Stanza 2, in the midst of death's dark veil, powers of hell overtake us. 
Who will help when they assail? Who secure will make us? Thou only, Lord, thou only, thy heart is moved with tenderness. Pities us in our distress. Holy and righteous God, holy and mighty God, holy and all-merciful Savior, eternal Lord God, save us from the terror of the fiery pit of hell. Have mercy, O Lord. So that gives a little explanation to your question as to what he was feeling when he wrote this hymn. You know, Tom, these lines remind me of the uh, of part of the part of the liturgy that we use at the graveside in the committal service. Do you know what I'm talking about? Not almost really. Worthy, which almost worthy judge eternal. Do not let us despair. Uh, oh. I can't give you the, the but it it very much reminds me of the of those lines that the pastor reads uh, at the graveside at a committal service. Yeah, there's, um, in the old committal readings, there's that tremendous prayer, but it's not found in the new committal. So Mm -hmm. when I do a funeral, I always do the old agenda. Uh Uh-huh. I I just like the words a lot better there. Yeah, I do uh, the same thing. I do the same thing. It's it's in the the old uh, Lutheran worship agenda. That prayer is tremendous. I know which one you mean. And notice... That when God forgives us, it says we are now made secure. How would you explain that to a child? When God, let's see, what line are you referring to? The second line. Who will help us? Who will, who will secure? Who secure will make us? Um, how do you explain that to a little child? Right. Yeah, you know, kids, kids. Uh, well, uh, well, a little child feels secure in the arms of his dear parent, his loving parent, his mother exactly. or his father. Yeah. And uh, I would say God makes you secure. It's like God is God is holding you close to Himself, protecting you from any evil. He's making you secure in that way. That's right. We often use that when there's a thunderstorm and the kid maybe is only two, three years old and he's afraid in his own bedroom and his parents come in and he is comforted and he is made secure. Yeah. And God's promises do that for us now. They sure you mentioned do. mentioned a funeral is a perfect example. Okay, stanza three, please. All right. In the midst of utter woe, when our sins oppress us, where shall we for refuge go? Where for grace to bless us? To thee, Lord Jesus, only. Thy precious blood was shed to win full atonement for our sin. Holy and righteous God, holy and mighty God, Holy and all-merciful Savior, eternal Lord God, Lord, preserve and keep us in the peace that faith can give. Have mercy, O Lord. You know, almost each stanza is similar with the fear of death due to sin 
And then each one of them talks about a holy and righteous God, a holy and mighty God, but then a holy and all-merciful Savior. And it's that mercy that saves us, uh, even though he doesn't have to, because he is holy and righteous. Yeah, we cling to his promises at times like this. Yes. That's why the ending is very good in the peace that faith can give. That peace is talked about by the angels to the shepherds at the beginning of Jesus' life on earth. And it's taught by Jesus to his disciples on the day of his resurrection, peace be unto you. What does he mean by peace? He's talking about the peace that the world cannot give. Uh, the peace that the world can give it, it only comes with the end of wartime or the end of conflict. Uh, the peace that he gives is the peace that surpasses all understanding. It's the peace that like, uh, you know, I always use the illustration of a, of a little bird sitting on a, on a branch of a tree at the foot of a waterfall, spray and water thundering all around him, and yet that little, that little bird is in that nest, in that tree, just as secure as it could be. And that's, that's, that's the peace we're talking about, the, the peace that we have in Jesus Christ, the assurance, uh, the, the, the absolute assurance that we have in him, even though the world may be tumbling all around us. Yes, uh, when I think of the peace of God, he has to be, it has to be a peace with God, and that's because the dividing wall of hostility that we erected because of our sin has now been broken down by the cross of Jesus Christ. And so the peace really also refers to peace with God the Father. He no longer is in wrath against us, and forgiveness means that we are no longer held accountable for our sin. That's the peace that, as you said, means we can be in a world with everything falling around us, but we can be secure and be comforted by the words of Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's the only it's the only peace that can give you assurance and comfort. Let's say, let's say if you've been uh, arrested uh, wrongly, treated dishonorably, even though you don't deserve it, and you're and you're uh, you're about to mount the scaffold to be executed. That's the peace that surpasses all understanding. That's what gives us comfort in such a, in such a, a, a terrible, threatening time. Yes. Because even if the execution takes place, you're now with Jesus in heaven. Exactly. Exactly. He's with and you. He's with you here on this earth. He's with you right now, and he'll be with you eternally, one way or the other. Yeah, one of the items that uh, we were looking at for maybe Thursday is a Christian pastor uh, in another country was just killed by a Muslim. Mm-hmm. And the Muslims said that was the will of Allah, and therefore he didn't feel bad about the murder or even being caught because he was doing the will of God. And that's where we have a lot of problems in this world these days. Yeah. 
So, a hymn that um, I'll be using, it's going to be the sermon hymn for this coming Sunday, because it says quite a bit about uh, the readings that are involved with this Sunday. Yeah, it's the, uh, the raising, uh, little, the raising of Jairus' daughter, which, you know, that's, like I said, I mentioned earlier Luther's, the loss of his own little girl, Magdalena. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's, that's a time when we really reach out to, to God and, and cling to his, the only promises he, we have. And uh, remember, it's interrupted with a woman of the issue of blood, and you wonder that's what right. Jairus is thinking. That's right. All right. Tomorrow's Law and Gospel, we're going to be doing something. We've written another book about Old Testament prophecies fulfilled in the New Testament. Join in and listen about those, and we'll talk about them. Till then, God bless you. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 930 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.